that shit. can't not make a noise i'm gonna make sounds the intro bitch welcome well, to the high permaculture the... entrepreneur podcast and we make sounds she makes sounds i know guys so embarrassed nope just the cracking beer isn't enough she's gotta do her whistles and bee noises what up peeps we've discussed this it's gonna happen Blunts every and time. bruise popping a beer debolt like a cowboy tjf every day at noon <laughs> Uh, how are y'all doing as humans? We're here. We're queer. Not queer. But happy. Guess what? We Take have two mind. lesbian moms in boob sorts. Nice. I was like, I thought it was a nanny because honestly, the one of the moms looks a little older. Uh-huh. And so uh, th- then I was like, well, I was calling her mom. And then I was like, hey, I, like, I'm sorry. Are you, like, are you, are you the nanny? And she's like, no, I'm the mom. And I was like, oh. And I put it all together right there. Oh, lesbians. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I definitely, like, got confused for a second. But I, I'm, like, love is good. I was like. Love is good. I was like, no. I was like, well, and she said you didn't know. She's like, you wouldn't believe how many people think, like, she's, like, the grandma. Or, like, that, like, I'm the nanny. Or, like, no one ever puts it together that we're two moms. That's funny. I was like, well, I don't care. I was like, I more power. I was like, I want people to love each other and like have and the kids to grow up in a loving home. So I don't, I don't care who's loves who. I'm here for you guys. But they're they're they're, they're twi- twins. They're fucking crazy. Like literally, uh, hit their son was screaming the entire time. <laughs> in the first like ten minutes of the warm up, she's going like, wah, wah. I was like, it was really hard to keep patience in that class today. Well, and that's the story of Boom Sports. If you guys didn't know, we're soccer coaches and basketball coaches and yoga coaches. Well, yoga's coming back 2022 in March for one month. Yep. We coach babies' so- sports for their first classes in their life, most people. So 18 months to six. It's pretty fun. Great birth control. Super easy to no do. No babies in here. Yeah, parents, shout out to your... You guys, thank you for signing your children up. If you listen, if you bought any from me, you know about the podcast. I don't advertise the podcast to you guys, but and thanks for tuning in if you are listening. And thanks for signing your kid up. Uh, because your kids need it and you guys need it. Like, this one mom was rolling out with three kids today, like an older, like six, eight, seven year old, two year old, and then another baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thanks for having the third child. I'm the third kid. But she's like, I'm the third kid too. And I was like, man. That's crazy how many people just keep having babies. Yeah. Because honestly, if we were to have kids, I think one and done. I'm going to follow my friends Ron and Jeff's footstep there. <laughs> yeah. When I start seeing my friends with two and three kids, I'm like, Jesus. And hey, I'm going to shout out this book again, Fertility Awareness Method. If you are a woman and don't even know what that means, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because... <laughs> To be, this should be the most important, like, thing you decide in your life. Besides, like, honestly taking on marriage and household, like, a, buying a home. Yeah. Like, those are, like, the other two big decisions in life. But honestly, after think, seeing what's happening with, like, life in general with marriage and divorce, like, it honestly isn't the most important decision you make. No. But only if you have, like, at least two, don't let him chew his tail. Oh, sorry. I thought he was chewing his tail. It looked like it was perfectly in his mouth. Uh, but what I was getting at is... I don't even fucking know. Does it fucking matter? 
No. It don't matter. I think the biggest thing I was just going to get at is if you're in a relationship with anyone, married or not married, try to put yourselves in their shoes when you are dealing with issues and problems when you're in a fight. Take yourself, take your ego out of things and see it from the other person's perspective and most of your fights will get resolved very quickly. And that's usually how Guy and I handle it is there might be an explosion for a second, but <clears throat> I think we both can see feeling like see each other's like other side and we move on quickly usually give each other space and then move on i know but no one it it's usually like up to 24 hours and then you're good and i'm good i'm saying in general someone needs about 24 hours 24 hours if if you are still upset after 24 hours like go do something because that's again exercise and movement of your body is also a daily thing so i know you might feel tired if you're like i work out all the time i need a day off yeah, you can have a day off, but you can also go on a walk that day. You'll be okay. You won't die. Like, a walk is not exercise. It's just life. Yeah. Um, where are we going with this? How's, how's your woodworking business going? Just got some projects finishing up. A restored door. I think we mentioned that last time. But it's almost done. <clears throat> yeah, I'm putting the last, last finished coats on it. And uh, been finishing that silly little van couch. It's not silly, it's cool. We're pimping out the van, guys. You're going to start seeing pictures on Instagram soon. Maybe a little bit tour. But I'm, I'm actually super stoked on that because I think once it's pimped out, we'll be more apt to be like, hey, let's go do a little weekend getaway and drive up to like the sand dunes or drive up to the mountains. And I want to try to do a sleep in the car during the like winter. Yeah. Like bring our sleeping bags and like, extra blankets and snuggle with the dogs and survive. Survive. It might be cold, but... I mean, it's all right. You get a, you get a warm. Well, you bought those nice fucking uh, sleeping, sleeping bags. bags so. Use them, so we can figure this out. We're gonna have a good time this year. Oh, thank you, Katie and Jackie, for sending us a king cake. I'm pretty sure I might owe you money because I told I asked you to send it to us. But I really happy Mardi Gras! Happy Mardi Gras, friends, and I love you. Just the effort of you sending it. That's why I'm telling you. I'll pay you some money for it. We ate a piece as soon as it came in. It's delicious. Sugar. Uh, exactly what you shouldn't be eating, but I like the meme I said found. King cake don't count uh, calories. Don't count calories. King cake calories don't count. Yeah, thank you. I was like, that didn't make any sense. King cake calories don't count. (laughs) Just words. Just words. So, beekeeping. I've started this book that my friend Katie gave me called Beekeeping Lessons by a beekeeper or something. Super lame, like, title. Beekeeping A Personal Journey by Dennis Brown. Uh, it's all right. I think it's just reminding me I need to get these boxes built and my frames ordered and get shit ready. Because I'm, it's, we're like 20, like 30 days out. If it's a light spring. Right. Or a early spring. Because otherwise, I don't think I really started until like March, uh, April 1st. But still, it's going to sneak up on us. These days are flying by. Yes, they are. Guys, I haven't missed a day of yoga. Been doing the 108 day 365 day challenge this year and i've done two restorative which isn't that many out of 48 days no you get and the other day i was like it was like not 10 o'clock i was like oh fuck i didn't do yoga today and i jumped on my mat and did a restorative but my calves have been so tight from that stupid plank reverse plank pose it definitely always gets me maybe do a little calf rub down before you do your 
It's not all, that pose doesn't happen every time, and it's only when they the pose when it starts having you lift a leg and holding it, and then lifting the other leg and holding it. It is just like two three minutes of like your calves kind of firing. I need to also try to figure out how to activate more muscles because that helps. Yoga. That's why I love yoga. It activates. It tries to activate your entire like system and your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the thing. If you guys aren't aware of this. You're, you're always operating in your sympathetic nervous system and you're always go, 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 go. And your brain's always deciding and making decisions and whether it's walking and smoking a blunt and drinking beer at the same time, or if you're actually like putting your brain to work and researching and reading and writing code or whatever the fuck your job is, like your brain's always like in a system of having to work. But when you go into a parasympathetic nervous system, it's because we are meditating or sleeping or relaxing and people have trouble getting into it even when they're sleeping because their body's just always in a state of, like, go. And it's because of what you eat, what kind of lights are coming into your system. This dude on Instagram just posted this, like, thing you can slip your phone into that blocks every signal from getting in and out of it. Huh. Which is, like, at this day and age, maybe we should start having that. Yeah. Like, a part of your life, like, you get home and you just put it in there. And if you, like, need to check something, you go check it. For the most part, half the people who call me are not even people who want to talk to me. I'd say ninety percent of my phone calls are like. I mean, I don't think anyone has a phone to really get phone calls nowadays. I think some people do. I know, but more people just have a phone so they can like. Use Buy the NFTs phones. and get hacked. Yeah. I got hacked again, guys. Well, this time I feel worse about it because, well, I actually felt worse about losing more money and like, getting tricked. That was shitty too. But now I feel worse about it because I don't feel safe online, and this person somehow got into my like system. And stole four hundred dollars of ETH out of your crypto wallet. Out of my MetaMask wallet, yeah. guys. So, my only things I've learned from this, if I even learned anything, because I'm pretty sure this was on. But make sure your face thing's on. Make sure that your password is better than whatever password you're using for anything else. And my like, I just like hate using those keychain passwords. I don't like them. I don't like the idea that someone else has my password and I don't even know it. it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I feel like you're just asking for the bank to lock you out of your own fucking system. So, I don't know. I need to do some more research on that part. But I did change my passwords up. So, definitely don't... Because I've been using passwords for a long, long time. So, definitely start changing your passwords. But still, I mean, you said that was like one of 16 things. So, like a password should only... No, I know. And that, that's what they're claiming. They're claiming that, like, you, you have your secret seed phrase, which is like the 16 words they give you that you don't share with anyone. I wrote it on a piece of paper. No one has it. And then you have your face identification, which is like, no one should have my face or been able to use that capability. And then the third thing is, I think, the your password. But if someone can guess your password to get in, what's the fucking point of the other two things? Right. But I think MetaMask needs to up their system. And even if someone has my... So Hank thinks someone got a hold of my... What the fuck did you call it? It's like your cryptographic key or something. Mm-hmm. Let me look up the word. I don't think I'll stop that. No, it's still gone. He called it your... Yeah, cryptographic... No, it's a cryptographic key. Your private key. And your private key is attached to your seed phrase. Mm-hmm. But he thinks someone got my private key and just was able to use that cryptographic fucking... What did he say it was? I'm saying it's just like this, like simplistic. It's cryptographic shit that key derived from doing. the seed phrase. So, like, the cryptographic the cryptographic key is basically like code that your seed phrase generates. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So when I type in those 16 words, that cryptographic key is generated. And somehow he thinks someone just has that. So that being someone logged into my account and didn't know my seed phrase, but was able to pull that, hmm. which I'm like, and fucking MetaMask customer service is, there's lack of, there's nothing. nothing. So that's the part that's made me not want to like even do any of this because if something, if, if it would have been 10K, like which we've been talking about transferring and buying like some big NFTs that are like going on right now, like I would have been even, I would have been so like distraught and like lost in a little bit like it's only 10k at the end of the day as well but like 10 like i don't like treating money like it's just trash it's not it's energy and i don't like the idea of someone just coming into my accounts and being able to just like move it without even me being able to flag it and the fact that i can't flag this wallet is bullshit to me and that's the part where with crypto i'm like this is insane to me that there's no way of like talking to customer service even if they can't refund me it says on the website i understand but there should be a way for you to track this user and then monitor their account and see what they're doing. Because right. he didn't, he doesn't, like, I don't know who this person is. And if he just keeps like popping into accounts and then sending money to him and then not someone else is flagging him, like, yeah. if you have more than one person flagging this wallet, but that's the crazy thing, you can generate so many wallets. Like, so like a, a scam artist could have like a hundred, a thousand, a million wallets. So he could just use it one time. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And then never use it again and just steal the 400 and move on to the next wallet, steal the 400, move on to the next wallet. And that's where I'm like, can't, but can't you track that user is what I'm getting at? Like, who's that wallet belong to? Right. So that's the part where make sure you guys double check, triple check your shit before you do anything big on NFT space as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Unless you're a millionaire and can risk 10K easily like that. Or built, like to me, even 10K to a millionaire has to be mean something. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I'm so grateful yeah, it wasn't that much money. Market. Well, that's I'll where take, I'm like, man, the, the index 12%. fund sounds a little more wise in this sense. And we'll just do a little bit of baby money in the NFT space if we still want to hang. Yeah. But I've definitely got a sour taste in my mouth. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about a fancy bear or a gorilla ape. There's like a stoner ape, a bored ape yacht club. And then there's like strong ape. There's all these apes, and then Gary Vee has another ape. We're going ape crazy with the NFTs. Whatever. Well, it got some snow again yesterday. It's nice today. It's supposed to be in the mid-50s this weekend. Got seeds in the mail. So I guess we can talk about seeds and gardening. If you live in a temperate climate, you should be have already bought seeds or be looking at buying And have seeds a grow right rack now. like we do. And be ready to get your seeds started in the next... Two to three weeks. So that when it's April. You plant shit. <laughs> We're pointing at each other. <laughs> My wife just starts talking for me. I wasn't talking for you. I was adding on. Adding on. Okay, deal. Man. I love her. I hope so. <laughs> this day and age. Just pop the cord like this. Sign the paper, bitch. Get out. <laughs> But yeah, so beginning of the season, you can be planting or uh, starting seeds like greens, lettuces, collards, Chinese greens, cabbages, Brussels sprouts. Peppers? That's too early. Peppers and tomatoes, you only, I mean, peppers and tomatoes, you like eight to ten weeks, you start before 
so and we don't plant that type of stuff outside till like basically mid June, at least. So um, mid June. Yeah. Really. I mean, you, you can plant stuff early, but you'll notice that it's not going to be doing much because it's still dipping down into the. Yeah, it's more about 50s. we get really hot days, but that weather sneaks in on you with the coldness at night, and that's why going to the bees. I think people are insane checking on their bees the way they have been online. I just read so many older these older books. I just think like, so maybe your colony looks great right now. Like there was a bunch of bees doing their cleansing flights or like their orientation flights. Like they just became old enough Excuse bees me. to do that. And it's like, yeah, but it's also February and there's no forage for those new baby bees. So like if they don't have good stores and or they're just eating like they're brand new bees and all they're left is like fake pollen up top and like fake sugar like how strong are those that next generation of bees really right so that's why i'm like i'm not trying to kill off my bees i'm also just interested how what's I, there's a spectrum of their strength you know right so like how weak can they get to be survive. enough yeah, to survive the next season because once the sun once the sun's out and the weather's not dropping every night that queen is going to get so much more productive and the colony itself is going to have food to eat that's not your sugar and bullshit. Right. Because you're trying to leave them enough food to survive till the next spring and that's where if you as a beekeeper feel like you have to like, give them more food because you didn't predict. To me, always assume that it's going to be shitty. Either too cold or too hot. And yeah. they're going to be eating food. So just leave them a bunch of food. And what's the worst that can happen? You get into the next spring, there's food left over that you can take if you want it, or you do splits and they have a, you have frames for everyone. Right. And I just think, like, the greediness of beekeepers of, in terms of resources. Granted, I'm still a fucking amateur. I'm just giving you my opinion on whoever's listening on this, mm. like, matter of treating your bees in the middle of fucking December and checking on them. They're fucking alive or they're not. You don't need to open their lid. It doesn't make any sense to me. Would you, If you were in a fucking blizzard, would you unzip your coat and take your hat off and, t- un- and take all your gloves off and your shoes off? They're not opening up the whole hive, but they're taking the top off. That is like the first thing you don't remove is your hat. Right. Of all things, you leave your hat on. It holds all your heat in. And so to me, like to get make them like, are you not causing them to eat more food? You see what I'm saying? Like, by lifting the hat off, and then right. they're like, fuck, it's freezing in here. Bob, get to work. Fan those wings. Get this cold air out of here. But where before, they were just kind of circulating the, the temperature. Right. And that's where I'm like, can't... Uh, and Bob, sorry, it would be Barbara, because Bob fucking drone wouldn't be alive at this time of year. <laughs> Good correction. It'd be Barbara. Well, to well, me, it's like, why give yourself more work to do than you're supposed to? Well, not, that's to me, even though this book right here, like, he's been beekeeping for a long time, this dude, Dennis, he's just saying, like, February and January, February, I might not be beekeeping, but I'm definitely working on, like, getting my hives ready for the next year in terms of just having new homes for them and mm-hmm. new boxes and new hot frames, like, and he's letting them be bees. And it's all about, because he's, he's also a treatment-free beekeeper, and that's, like, my long-term goal of beekeeping is how do I teach others and yeah. have a minimal apiary of bees yeah. and then honey for us and then whoever wants to buy some. 
uh, one of our parents who was also a microgreen. It's it's funny. I think like some of the parents who are microgreens people are the ones who are buying honey. Mm-hmm. It's like of course you are. Like why would why would you not like? You're on the boat of vitality and eating things that are good for you. Yeah. I don't even make the announcement right now because I don't have that much honey left. So it's just like any previous buyer right now is like on the list if they want some. I sold one for Wednesday. There you go. I only have like, I got two, I got really big jars left, but those are 60 bucks a jar. I don't even think any, I think people are cheap asses. Yeah. Sorry, those are our $60 jars then. <laughs> we got to have enough for ourselves. I was thinking about giving Patty what she wants. She said to her out of honey and they're one of my clients and that, I mean, I, I'm trying to decide if that, I'm hoping their bees are alive. Thank you. You knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, those that street. I think there's too many neighbors treating with chemicals. Gotcha. Because Leslie and Bob's are the ones that had the foul brood that I feel like recovered, but I think Kelly's hive might be dead. I haven't been, gone over there to officially look. Like, cause it's fucking. I might go this weekend because it's supposed to be super nice just to see if there's activity. Because that was the the day I went. It was like. Somewhat cold and they could have been down there. But yeah. if they're not out tomorrow, this weekend, like, I'm pretty sure that hive's dead. And I'll probably do an autopsy. But you're supposed to do... People are like, you need to do an autopsy within seven days of their death. If they die in the middle of fucking winter, like, how would I know if they died seven <laughs> days ago or not? And, like, it, I'm not checking on my hives every week. I'm not wasting my fucking gas and time. I'm gonna go see... Take a picture of it. Is it alive? I don't know. Oh, but they're dead. And then rely on that picture. Yeah, you're not going to replace the hive till the next year. Any the next I'm, season. Well, anyway. you're doing it more so other insects don't come and eat it. But it's fucking winter. There's no insects out. Right. What am I worried about? Like if it's an insect in a wa- if wax moths, yeah, I'd be more worried about mice. But as long as they're off the ground, like I said, wasps. Oh, maybe I said a couple wasps. Like, yeah, maybe a couple. But I, so they might chew up some wax. Like it's nature. Like let like that's my whole thing is like anything were to take over the hive would is nature. It's not like it's like. I think people are too caught up on, like, the little tiny little bits about keeping as opposed to the bigger picture of, like, ecosystem health. Yeah. Because that is the big, the overall big picture is all these bees would be way better off if we just started collaborating with the ecosystem the right way. Yeah. Maybe we will. Maybe in a hundred years we'll come back as a new soul and be like, man, this place has changed. It's like more of a... Parad- I think there's paradise, but I think the whole world could be more paired, like have more paradises. I wish we would know. So the cities are cool, but I feel like they're also like a waste of space. Like these big towers. This day, I'm saying with this day and age and the technology we have, like, do we really need these big sky rises? Like, what are they for? Yeah. We do business in there. <laughs> what kind of business? Like, what are they for? Do you know? No like idea. when you're driving downtown and all these sky rises, like what? Even if it like like what is Comcast or Wells Fargo? Like why do they a thirty sixty hundred million dollar building? Yeah, I don't understand the like point of the buildings because you can communicate at this point at like as right. a, like it's almost like a thing of like cities will almost be like reducing in. I think size they're. I feel like they're like, the thing of a past in a sense because like what's there's the still point lots of them? people, so you need. I know, but we don't have it, half of those buildings don't even hold people to live in them. No, I know. And to me, when we don't grow food in them, literally cities are like the most wasted space of like design. Of like, 
we have an actually amazing concept of vertical airspace of like utility if we would use it correctly, but we don't. They're just little boxes and with chairs and tables in them and light bulbs. Yep. What a weird thing to think about. Like, what if we turned all of the vertical high rises into sky, like food growing space and like just knocked all the windows out? Knocked all the windows out? Probably not for our climate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying so like more light got in. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're growing inside, you're going to be growing with a indoor growth system. So well, it'd be kind of cool, though, if it was, no, not, it'd be, have to be a, like, half outside, half, like, the buildings need to change. Gotcha. Or there'd be more, like, sunlight, like, all southern windows would have, like, they'd be opened. So oh. then, like, animals could come in, too. On the 50th floor? Yeah, the birds and bees. <laughs> I know they have some buildings like that in China or some shit, so... No, I'm, I'm hoping that... I'm saying the future of the cities could be, like, overrun by nature. Probably will happen if we all die. Um, I made some pizza dough today. Switching gears. Switch those gears. I'm about to start talking about death, so let's not get to go there. Sour, <laughs> sourdough pizza. Uh, if you have not made baked with sourdough, start <coughs> your own starter or culture this week. Mix together 20 grams of flour, bread flour, 20 grams of water, and put it in a jar. And then every day just add 10 grams of flour, 10 grams of water. And by the end of the week, you'll be seeing bubbles, and you should start to see the mixture rise and then fall. That means it needs to be fed again, but you're basically getting natural bacteria, or natural uh, yeast from the air into the flour and water. And that is what a sourdough starter is. Then you can make things like pancakes and bread and pizza dough and shit. Our typical and thing is def- pizza. And it's better for you because because it's fermented. It basically pre-digests a lot of the gluten and the wheat or in the flour. So, um, And it only takes flour, water, and salt. So that's how many ingredients are in, in it. There's no preservatives. In is that the bread book you read? Tartine. Tartine. And I thought there was a... I think maybe I read the flour, water, salt one. Uh, do you have your pizza dough recipe on hand for the people? Yep, you need a starter first, but... I know, you just told them how to do the starter. Uh, the pizza dough recipe is for one batch, of, which is basically like four pizzas. And it's um, 400 grams of flour, 280 grams of water, and 50 grams of sourdough starter. Badass. And then like... 11 grams of salt. Boom. And then you put it, if you're... I'm not explaining everything. We can do that. Well, I can tell. All right, go for it. You basically, you can have two ways. You have a mixer that starts mixing it up, or you mix you it up yourself you're... with your hands, and you have to know a process of kneading it. You have to know your starter it. is active. Well, that's, yeah. If you, what Guy just described, if it's not bubbly, and it doesn't, you do a float test, and if you put the starter in water and it floats, it's ready, it's active. Don't put your float, whole starter in it. You no, take a spoonful of the starter. Table. It literally can just be a tiny little booger worth. It doesn't need to be... Take a little sample of the starter and put it in water. And if it floats, Then you can use the rest bake. of it, 50 grams of it, to make the pizza dough. And then we like using the mixer now because we have Not one. the rest of it. Don't, no, 50 don't grams use, of it. I know, but you said the rest of it. Don't well, use meant, all your starter I meant when to you're say, using I said the rest of it, but then I said 50 grams. I'm sorry. 50 grams of it or whatever the recipe calls for because you need to have your starter left, a little bit of it, so you can feed it again and so your starter doesn't go, so you don't waste the entire first week making your starter. So save your starter, you keep feeding it or you put it in your fridge. 
and we go back and forth between the two because sometimes we get lazy and we don't make enough and make pizza dough or or remember to feed it. Yeah. But putting it in the fridge helps you let it survive so it doesn't get smelly and there's still this old ass jar yeah. sitting in the laundry room that we're both afraid to touch. <laughs> and we just keep black. walking past it. The inside of it's black, it's like I don't want to waste the jar, but I might just throw it away. When we open it, it's gonna smell like death. I feel like we should yeah, just let yeah. that be something that someone just finds in the old landfill. We'll bury it. Or just put it in the trash can. Yeah. I just feel like, who's going to find our landfills? I mean... Like, in the future, I'm just saying, when all of the... Like, we die, and, like, the next generation dies, and the next generation dies, and, like, maybe at some point we stop doing this what this shit with trash and, yeah. like, this one-day-use products. Like, things that, like, we need to go back... That's why I think the past was cool because things they made like really did last a hundred years. Right. And we would be way better off if we didn't create these big lighters that last. But these two last weeks. a thousand years. Do they? That's why it's a problem. The plastic. And oh shit. yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these last thousands of years with but not useful. Well, after right. twenty days or whatever, till it's out. So all these one use, one time use things are like at some point this generation will die. And there'll be only the option to go to, like, a zero marketplace that fills things up. I, I hope. Yeah. I hope we get to a point where we're, like, stop using one-time-use plastics. But the way we're uh, taking over the planet is not that way. Like, what we were watching, that documentary about the, croc- the crocodile hunters in Ethiopia last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, cool. But they were explaining how all these cultures and traditions, and like, are going to get lost because of the way, like, society's infiltrating cultures. Mm-hmm. With product and consumerism, that's it's kind of sad. To me, it's like maybe the saddest thing that maybe will happen to the humankind, like human race, is the fact that all these oral traditions and like way of living that is actually like to me the most like humbling way of life, like just enjoying your day, like and waiting for your crocodile hunt. Yeah, not saying it's not scary. Like those men are amazing, and like very brave. But I'm saying like they they live like that is the way of life. Well, yeah, they ate the fuck out of it. They didn't do it because they wanted a cool trophy. No, and that's the part where... I they didn't like... care at all. They made it seem like a trophy because that guy was there taking pictures, which I forgot his name. But it's a Vice documentary. It was a little Vice documentary about... I can't remember the like, taking... saying. Well, this dude's been photo- like traveling to Ethiopia and like phot- like taking photographs of all these different tribes around Ethiopia for the last 12 years. I forget years. his name. When he was like 18, he was taking pictures of like A-list celebrities. You weren't even paying attention during that part. But he's showing all the celebrities he was uh, taking photos of, like Matthew McConaughey and. How do you like, how do you get that? Gear? I don't know. It's crazy. Because I mean, his photos were really good. But either way, it was pretty cool. Um, Tabasco, you're so cute. My dog's else? cute, little sleeping here. Are there stupid dogs when foster dogs? I know. I'm nervous. The whole like, time. what the fuck is she doing out there? <laughs> she kind of just like lays in the snow, or if like she sees no, she's, a squirrel, she'll like, sit there. Yeah, and watch she's it. not been bugging the chickens, and the next test for her is this spring. In the garden beds. I can, and I'm I'll, just, I'll, we'll we're make gonna, a new compost we're do a few where we things. can cover up the front. Well, that, and we need to fix where she can't get in the back entrance to the garden. Yeah. And then we need to help the chickens out and give them that back run. Yeah. But there's, those are spring Spring, spring chores if we have this. And yeah, lady. what did you buy for seeds? You didn't tell me. You didn't tell the fans. All sorts of shit. Can you name the three of them? Um, where's the box? Let's... It's right there. So oh, he's gonna true. open the box for us, guys. You're well, so one cool, thing guy. I didn't get you might have to get it tonight. Is the ground cherry, which most people probably don't even know, but it's it's very, very, very good. I honestly good. thought it was like a fucked up tomatillo that 
which produced a shit ton, but they were just really small little, I thought they were immature fruits. But now you can get them at like the store and stuff. They look like, they're like the smaller than like a cherry tomato, but they're in like a tomatillo husk and you can get them like in a little like raspberry, like clear carton container. They're called ground cherries and definitely wanna grow some of those this year because they are part of the tomato family, but are like almost like little sour candies. I can only imagine if you dehydrated them. I wanna do that. But they're also so good, I don't want to waste my... Uh, I got the seeds from Johnny's Seeds, which normally I like to get most of my seeds from Baker's Creek Johnny, Heirloom Seeds. You get it from Johnny all the time. Bitch, I normally like to get it from, Air, from Baker's Creek, if you go look at most of the things in there, but I yes. I know that I've seen several of those. Johnny's is packets, the big corporate. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I see got, here we got a bunch of flowers. Cosmos, one of my favorites. Got a couple different kinds, but this is like a multicolored one. Indeterminate tomatoes. Indeterminate means not determinate. Indeterminate is going to keep growing. So determinate grows to a certain height and produces that much fruit. And indeterminate just keeps it's growing like, like a vine. Like yeah. All the ones yeah. that just kept growing on the ground and just kept growing. I like them. But yeah, you get more production. They just aren't. You got to be prepared for your garden to get kind of crazy. But that's like my favorite part about gardening is watching your garden change from like the little sprouts and seedlings popping up to the like overgrowth and you having to trim back things and decide what lives and what dies and I got the big head marigold like God in the garden garden <laughs> squash for this goofball uh, we got some pickled cu or pickling cucumbers because we like to make pickles yeah, and this year we're going to make tons I'm going to have my own pickle going to be by the end of this season some red onions from seed echinacea or purple coneflower same thing some broccoli hot pepper hot pepper and sunflowers, a couple different sunflowers, and then the Mexican sunflower. More sunflower. Get three different sunflowers. Fuck yeah, I love sunflowers. I'd say most of our gardens, honestly, going to be flowers and stuff. But honestly, it's less maintenance, and we don't. Let's be honest, we don't eat that much vegetables. Like we made a shit ton of tomato sauce, which is the goal. So we I know grow we grew a lot we, of tomatoes. We bought all the vegetables we eat. We do like growing greens. We can grow some pretty good salad greens. I like growing my greens, so. Yes, that's why it's, so that's basically taking it by flowers. I love the butternut squash thing that my friend Effie taught me how to make is one of my favorite meals. So yeah, so pick so cucumbers, tomatoes, flowers, and peppers. We're gonna put way more peppers in the hoop house and keep that thing in control. And this that year, way, yeah, yeah, more more pruning. Yeah, when you see shit's not supposed to be there, take it out and yep. stuff. And that's, we had peppers well, in there and you didn't cool even know. It's kind of with Colorado that you get to have almost a restart every year. Well, you get two restarts. I'm, I'm saying though, like, uh, like the whole garden is dead. Yeah. So, like, you get this, like, brand new garden that pops up. So, you can kind of essentially do a lot of pruning and pulling, weeding in the beginning. We have Swiss chard that's back pop. there. And literally, it's just right now, it, there's still, like, little, like, frozen but, like, green leaves on the base of the plants. And like come spring, it's like one of the first things that starts like popping up again. And I haven't covered it in anything. And it'll be three feet tall. And it'll just yeah keep growing. So chard plants are where it's at. Swiss chard I like because of the color. It's the chicken's favorite. They um, do love well. They like seedlings. Like and cool fact, a lot of times Swiss chard has the same color roots as their stem. So like you have these multicolored varieties where there's like yellows, reds, and pinks. And then you pull up the plant, and there's like pink, yellow, and red root systems and stuff. Pretty cool. Dude, I think that was a good, cool fucking permaculture facts of the week. 
Is there anything else you want to tell them about permaculture today? I think I just... I think you fucking blew it up. Spoke knowledge. Hey, did you guys know that plants in your home... This is a simple one. Actually helps clean the air. What? <laughs> Not the fake ones, either. <laughs> they need to be real ones. And there's actually a cool app. I mean, you don't need it. Just go buy houseplants. But the, it tells you how to water them. Uh-huh. But honestly, water your plants like one a, once a week. And then work off that. You can kind of tell. And if they, the other tip I got was put your finger in it. And if it feels moist, don't water. If it's Ooh. dry soil, go for it. Because I'll finger it. Finger it. <laughs> Just finger, finger it. Finger it to the knuckle. Finger it to the knuckle. That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I was going to say I, was, I did. No, buy, actually, I was going to no, say. No, I was going to say. No. You say enough. I was going to say, well, I can even remember it. Oh, here's this bitch, Ivy Marie. Oh, what were you doing out there, lady? Every week we'll talk about something with prepping your garden for the spring. So we talked about seeds a little bit. Next week we will talk about prepping a garden bed space with soil. Ooh, can you remember that? Or should I write it down on the notes? Next week we can talk about some irrigation. I was going to say, I bought two NFTs before all this account hacking happened. And I want to shout out the artist, just forget about it. And I confirmed with her, Keeg is a real human being. And he just, she just said he's Keeg's a little lazy and hasn't finished the project. And she's like, damn it, I need him to finish it. Because it looks like I don't finish my projects. But she, doesn't even, she is a fellow artist. Who does, is converting them to NFTs, basically? Keeg is going to be helping her convert them. And she, I'm the first buyer, guys. So And Sandra Bullock just shouted her out. Not Sandra Bullock. Yeah. No, it was you said you said it was a different Jennifer guy. Gardner? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said it. Either way, they're both that's those are two both A list celebrities. <laughs> I know, but they're not the same person. No, I know, but I was thinking she said Sandra Bullock because no, you said Jennifer Gardner. And then you watched you made me watch the video and she said, I can't believe fucking Jennifer Gardner shine on my shit. Alright, sorry. Like in my Bullock. head the reason I thought Sandra though is because Sandra lives in Texas, I think. Yes, you're right. That's why I was thinking that. Cool. But yeah, I think she said Jennifer Gardner. But her page is called Just Frog Get About It, and there's these cute little frog pages that like are like self motivation and like positivity. Little like frog memes. Yeah, little frog memes, and she does a different meme like once a week or once a month, and she's been doing it for a while. And she's only 22 available of 50 right now until he gets his shit together. But I say go support her. It's the first NFT that I'm not afraid to buy. And some of these NFTs, I'm like, who are these people? And what is a fucking what is a fancy bear and what is shunny and what is it for? Where this one, I just felt like I bought a piece of art and I supported art. And she gives uh, 10% of it goes back, uh, profits go to uh, mental health awareness. And then the painting itself, the actual hard copy painting, goes and gets sent to someone in need who will be cheered up by it, which I think is pretty cool. So don't be afraid. Go do something fun today, guys, or risk some money on an NFT. But make sure your shit's secure, because mine wasn't. Holla. Bitch, holla. Bye. Sorry, I have to load it back up. Ivy, say bye. (laughs) That was me. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Boom, boom. Go clean your room. Oops, we forgot to do our shout-outs. This podcast is brought to you by Cultivated Hemp Company. The best CBD made in Colorado, I think. And you should probably take some so you know. And don't just take a drop, guys. You got to take the whole vial. We have cannabinoid receptors in our entire body. And this oil only helps activate it and keeps you feeling good. If you're in pain, 
this one book I read, Medical Marijuana, actually tells you to put it right on. Topical uh, treatment is a re- legit way of like helping yourself feel better, especially if you're suffering from pain. And all of us have pain. All of us got little aches and pains that we go through every day. It's a daily life. Sorry, Ivy is chewing a ball in the background. And guess what? Ivy, you can help sponsor and write this commercial today because they have a pet line. So if your dog's crazy, which I haven't even given any to this crazy girl yet, which maybe we should try because she is a nutso at night. She does this thing with the bone and goes crazy all over the floor with it. And she's going to scratch the shit out of our floors. And maybe that's when I need to be like, hmm, here's a little drop of CBD. Here's a bone. Here's some peanut butter chill the fuck out and that can and also it helps probably with your anxious dog so if you're gone a lot maybe give them a little bit but also come back for your dog and give take him on a fucking walk because that's also life cultivatehimcompany.com use the code micro 25 with a capital m at checkout m-i-c-r-o 25 and that'll get you 25 percent off your entire order so go check out oh and their salve or their topical lotion sport salve is the fucking fire. I use it on my knees. I got bad ACL injuries from high school and I always fuck up my ankle. So my legs get the whole body rubbed down and that's probably the best commercial I've ever done. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. So cultivated go give them a like, go give them a follow, check out with the code micro 25 and hook yourself up people. Bye-bye. This podcast is also brought to you by National Disgrace. It's our homie Griff's company. And you better go buy a hat. You can even sign up for a hat subscription. And I'll send you a hat every month. And this hat's our fire fire. And he has new designs coming out probably every quarter. So go give him a follow. Go get yourself a hoodie or a raincoat or a sweet t-shirt or some sticky sticks. And he usually hooks it up fire because there's always like a discount already on the item. And then you get another 20% off from us. So use the code BOOM20 at checkout and you got yourself a deal. Thanks, homie. Nationaldisgrace.com at national underscore disgrace. And that'll help you follow him and like him online. And so you know what he's dropping. Get yourself before it's gone. Get yourself one before it's gone. Boom. One more podcast sponsor, and it's our homie Renee and Jeremy from Poem Global, product of my environment. Go give them a shout out online at Poem Global on Instagram and or order something from them online, product environment, productofmyenvironment.com. Use code BOOM, B-O-O-M, and get yourself some swag. And their shit's all earth-friendly, conscious apparel. Like their new hats that we just picked up for ourselves have are made out of recyclable nylon, which is super fucking dope. The patches are sick. Their company has cleanups once a month or once a quarter, and they encourage others to take care of their little space and their environment and teach others how to do the same. So I love my homies. Go love them back. Give them some money that you get some product back. So it's not just like you're getting money stolen out of your NFT wallet. You're getting a product. You're exchange of goods, you know? That's kind of what the world we live in, but definitely support local, and that's what we're doing here. So... Hook up a homie by hooking up yourself with some sick shit. Palmglobal.com. I don't know if it's palmglobal.com. My bad. I think it's productofmyenvironment.com. Palm Global is their Instagram name. And I'm sure their Facebook name. Uh, and that is a dog in the background if you're wondering what I am doing. But I'm trying to entertain and make this sponsored commercial happen. So productofmyenvironment.com. Boom. And have a lovely day.